You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Chinese cyber operations seek both Russian and U.S. targets. Investigation into FBI and Department of Homeland Security doxing continues. A cyber gang may have manipulated a regional currency exchange in Russia. Some cyber story stocks recover a bit in a down market, and venture interest in the sector remains high. Yesterday was Patch Tuesday. We go over that. The proposed U.S. federal budget includes a lot of spending on cyber, and the White House announces a national cybersecurity action plan. This is John Petrick, the CyberWire's editor in Baltimore, filling in for Dave Bittner with your CyberWire Daily Podcast for Wednesday, February 10th, 2016. Nation-state hacking continues to royal international relations. China, in what Kaspersky thinks is a pivot toward Russian target sets, possibly inspired by Sino-American cyber negotiations, appears to be going after more Russian enterprises. In any case, Russia's apparently seeing a lot more Chinese-speaking APTs nowadays. For all that apparent pivot... U.S. Director of National Intelligence Clapper says Chinese cyber espionage against American targets continues unabated. He characterizes the data theft as a hemorrhage. Investigation into the doxing of the U.S. FBI and Department of Homeland Security continues, but without so far too much information about either damage or attribution. Motherboard seems to have a source among those responsible, but little is known about them beyond their public adherence to Palestinian causes. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. 
IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. The Cyberware recently spoke with Joe Kerrigan of the Johns Hopkins University's Information Security Institute about the implications of such breaches for privacy. Here's what he had to say. Once again, I'm joined by Joe Kerrigan from Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute. They're one of our academic and research partners. Joe, we see an endless stream of data breaches, some of the famous ones like OPM and Target. Um, is giving up our privacy, is that just a cost of being online these days in the digital age? Uh, a cost of being online... I don't know, cost of doing business with people? Probably. Think about the the Office of Personnel Management breach. This is something that people really didn't expect to have happen to them. You know, they have their, this is all their information when they apply for a security clearance. They'd expect that information to be secure, and it, and it just wasn't. With Target, you're talking about the breach of, of credit card information. That's not so damaging. The credit cards can be replaced. But then you start talking about like Anthem Health when they got breached and all the personal information. That's, that's much more damaging. Those kind of breaches, OPM, uh, healthcare information getting leaked out because healthcare information generally contains all the information I need to steal someone's identity. I thought something that was interesting that happened right after the breach of OPM was made public was the breach of Ashley Madison was made public. Right. And if I was the intelligence agency that had all of the OPM records, mm-hmm. I would be doing everything I could to get a hold of all the Ashley Madison records and to find the intersection of those two record sets. Why? Because that is your high-value intelligence target right there. This is people who I know have security clearances. There was a story that came out that said there were. There were about 14,000 matches. Wow. What What's really important is that uh, you have a secret that's exploitable, that someone can say, if you don't give me these this classified information, I'm going to let your wife know that you had an Ashley Madison account. That makes the person vulnerable. And that might cost them their clearance. All right, Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. Returning to cybercrime news, the Russian hackers behind a wave of ATM heists are now thought to have been responsible for exchange rate manipulation at a Russian regional bank last year. The group, thought to be the gang known as Metel, seems to have gained access to trading system terminals at Energobank. This enabled them to manipulate the bank's ruble-dollar exchange rates for their profit. It's worth noting that this hack was local and didn't involve manipulation of global exchange rates or currency trading as a whole. Ransomware, that is CryptoWall and its sisters in crime, continues to plague businesses, particularly small and mid-sized firms. Compromised websites are serving up both CryptoWall and the Angler Exploit Kit. Heimdall says the sites are, quote, scattering the malware, which seems a fair characterization of the indiscriminate way such commodity crimeware is spreading. Law firms find themselves being targeted by Skype malware, the T-9000 backdoor described recently by Palo Alto Networks. The attacker's aim appears to be to establish persistence in attorneys' networks with a view to harvesting sensitive information. Some observers are calling the campaign a criminal form of e-discovery. Yesterday, of course, was Patch Tuesday. Adobe, Google, and Microsoft all issued fixes. Microsoft alone published 13 patches, six of them for critical remote code execution vulnerabilities. There's considerable investor news today about the cyber sector. 
Analysts look at recently depressed share prices of cybersecurity firms, and most of them chalk the drop up to a mixture of general market nerves, some specific disappointing notes, and above all, collateral damage from a pullback in related IT sectors. There are, however, some encouraging signs. FireEye, the story stock whose price drops have attracted considerable attention over recent weeks, is up sharply as we speak. Seeking Alpha attributes the rise to a pre-earnings upgrade by BTIG, and also to analysts' sense that the company is turning around both cash flow and cost control. A number of unicorns, demi-unicorns, and aspiring unicorns also continue to draw strong support from venture capitalists. Hexadite attracts $8 million in Series A funding. Tenable Network Security pulls in a $250 million Series B round. Tanium gets $120 million, and Cloudflare nets $110 million. Fireglass emerges from stealth, and Code DX is rumored to be an acquisition target. The venture capital tracker CB Insights says that 332 cybersecurity firms received funding last year, and there's a great deal of money being chased. Estimates of the expanding global market for cyber range from $75 billion in 2015 to $170 billion by 2020. In policy and legislative news, the pending Snoopers charter in the UK receives mixed, but perhaps unexpectedly positive reviews for its balancing of privacy and security. And in the UK, current counter-extremism measures raise worries about profiling. It's unclear whether those worries will outweigh concerns over the threat radicalization is seen to pose, particularly radicalization of the young. Moving back to the U.S., despite reports that the FBI has still been unable to unlock a phone associated with the San Bernardino jihadist massacre, and despite an ISIS video that uses clips of Edward Snowden to boost ISIS sympathizers' awareness of the importance of encryption, congressional appetite for restricting encryption appears to be waning a bit. Senator McCain remains a bit of a backdoor hawk, but there is a newly introduced bipartisan bill before the House that would preempt the states from doing anything to weaken encryption. Both New York and California state legislators have recently proposed such laws, and the House measure seems to be a response to those moves. The president's budget, that is, the draft spending the executive is proposing to Congress, has now been out long enough for analysts to pour over. They deploy their usual hermeneutical skills in close reading the document, and they see big increases in cyber spending across federal agencies. Of particular note are strong support for cyber and defense science and technology spending plans, new funds to bring U.S. Cyber Command fully into battery, and an increase in funding for military cyber training. The White House has also proposed a national cybersecurity action plan and done so to generally favorable reviews. The White House describes the plan as bold, but the observers who like it see, rather, sensible continuity with past administrations, a commitment to modernization of IT systems, a new federal CISO position, and some common-sense user education. Sometimes you don't have to be bold to do some good. Finally, dost thou dwell in hearthstone? Have a care, sirrah, lest thy churlish greed run thee into darkness deep. And on reflection, that news would have sounded funnier if my accent were more Jersey than New Jersey, but then you've got to play the hand you're dealt. Anyway, it seems someone's written a cheat that claims to enable players of the online fantasy game Hearthstone to break the rules by enabling them to spin gold and other valuables out of nothing. In fact, the cheat's just malware. So if you break the rules, you infect your device. So come on, wizards. Any arc mages worth their staff should have seen that one coming. Varlets. Forget about it. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? 
With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.